0: Call 877 444 Gold, 877 444 Gold, or text Gold to 65532. Again, that's 877 444 Gold, or text Gold to 65532.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
0: Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Thursday, November 9th, 2023. Stand up for your country. Did you see the Republican debate last night? Well, if you did, you're in an elite group because about 5 million people watched it. Uh, Not a lot. And the reason is that uh, there's no point watching it. Um, Unless you're really a political, hardcore person, because Trump will get the nomination unless, you know, something happens. It is Trump. So anything could happen tomorrow, Friday or Saturday or Sunday. But if the primaries were all wrapped up today, obviously he gets a nomination. Um, And is that a good or a bad thing for the country? That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So um, I didn't watch the whole debate. I was in and out of it. I had to do uh, News Nation with Cuomo last night and a whole bunch of other things. But I I saw enough of it to know that there was nothing new. All right. I mean, it was the same old stuff. And you can't blame the candidates. If you're the governor of Florida, you're going to tell everybody what you did in Florida. If you're uh, the ambassador, the United Nations, you're going to show off your foreign policy props. I mean, come on. If you're uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, you're going to try to get attention. Which he did. If you're Christie, you're gonna hate Trump. <laughs> that's it. Those are the same stuff. But there was one part that did catch my attention, and that's TikTok. TikTok. So I'm not on any of this. All right. I my I hire people to be on it for me. I, I just I read regular books. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I'm occupied in trying to accumulate knowledge so I can do a good job analyzing the news. So I'm not, I've never been on TikTok. I wouldn't know how to get on TikTok. But I'm going to tell you about it in case you don't know. So it is a social media app. That's number one. And the users of TikTok are allowed to send them stuff. All right. Videos, commentaries, and and then you can post it. And then people watch it. Other people watch it. You can become semi-famous that way if you've got a creative streak going for you. The average length of the video is less than a minute. So it's like bang, 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 bang. And you're looking for attention. The average audience is 150 million a day in uh, the USA. And uh, overseas, it's a billion. So you can see it's a colossal enterprise. TikTok is owned by a Chinese company called ByteDance, B-Y-T-E-D-A-N-C-E. So if you are a company in China, you do what you are told by the communist leadership. So you know that. Okay, so it's not like a company in the USA where you have some privacy uh, rights, you have this, that, nothing like that. So China has access to TikTok, and the danger is, and some people believe, that the Chinese government is using TikTok to put out propaganda and to accumulate information from different parts of the world, including America, all right, and to get messages to younger Americans about a whole variety of things that the Chinese communists um, want to put out there. That's the objection. Okay. So at the debate, this came up. TikTok. What should the government do about TikTok? Chris Christie was the strongest. Go. So in my first week as president, we would ban TikTok. They want to go ahead and sell it? Let them go ahead and sell it. But I'll tell you another reason we would do it Facebook's not in China, X is not in China. They're not permitting a free flow of information to the Chinese people from our social media companies, yet we just open the door and let them do what they're doing. TikTok should be banned because they are poisoning American minds, and I would do it week one. That was a strong answer. And if you go the economic route that China bans Facebook and other American companies, then you're going to go around the First Amendment. Okay, because even though it's a foreign company, First Amendment rights apply in the USA. So if you say, well, I'm going to ban TikTok because I don't like TikTok, you run into legal problems. If you go, no, if you're the president, because they're not doing fair trade, this is where they're going to get hammered. That's the way to go. Now, the TikTok thing prevailed throughout the middle of the debate, and then it got controversial. Go. Mr. Ramaswamy, uh, we've talked about this. You campaign on TikTok. How do you get TikTok banned if you use it?
1: Well, I, I, I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Else, your adult daughter, the next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters crapping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. you just the easy scum. answer. <laughs> okay. Now,
0: Ramos, why didn't do himself any good? You can't bring the family in. I just can't. Um, I know the fact he's been on the program. I admire his spunk, but you can't do that. All right. So, calling him scum. I'm not sure that that was. <laughs> It got a lot of attention, obviously. Democrats love all this, by the way. They, they love all this kind of stuff. Um, anyway, that was the high point of the debate. And uh, preliminary ratings, 5 million people watched it. Second debate, 9 million. First debate, 13 million. No Trump presence. In fact, I think Trump probably got more TV viewers on Newsmax, which is the Trump network, uh, when they ran his speech in Hialeo just a few miles away from the Miami debate probably Trump got more viewers than the debate did, interestingly enough. We'll have those numbers for you on Monday because they go up and down, in and out. There's a whole bunch of ways you can watch stuff. Um, Summing up, it's over right now. Okay, there's going to be another debate. News Nation's going to have it in December. And the process is the process. I don't object to the process at all. Uh, But unless um, something unforeseen happens, and again... With Trump, anything could happen, so he's got it locked, and that's the memo. Um, The rally that Trump gave, uh, I did dip in there uh, a few times. Primarily was a grievance rally, which is what Donald Trump is selling, that he's the victim. And in some cases, he is a victim. That's the truth. This New York City thing is so corrupt, it's beyond belief. So in some cases, Trump's a victim, but he uh, is obsessed now with Biden. Roll the tape. Crooked Joe Biden and the radical left Democrats are turning the United States into communist Cuba. The Biden regime is trying to put their political opponents in jail, shutting down free speech, taking bribes and kickbacks to enrich themselves and their Very spoiled children. But we're here tonight to declare that Crooked Joe Biden's Banana Republic ends on November 5th, 2024. But under the Crooked Joe Biden, we were weak and soft and in danger like never before. And that continues. So he can't get off the stage. He can't put two
2: sentences together. And he's in charge of our nuclear talks. This is
0: the closest we've ever been to World War III. <laughs> so there you go. Um okay. You're up to speed. So Hillary Clinton surfaces yesterday on the View, of course. All right, and she said something which I believe you're gonna hear more and more and more of. Go. Well, you know, when I was Secretary of State, I used to talk about one and done. And what I meant by that is that people would get legitimately elected. Mm-hmm. And then they would try to do away with elections and do away with opposition and do away with a free press. And you could see it in countries where, well, Hitler was duly elected. That's right. Right. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, somebody with those tendencies, those dictatorial authoritarian tendencies would be like, oh, OK, we're going to shut this down. We're going to throw these people in jail. And, and they didn't usually telegraph that. Trump is telling us what he intends to do. So Trump is Hitler. You're going to hear more of that. So Trump's going to say that uh, Biden is Castro, Cuba, communist Cuba, and then the Democrats are going to know Hitler. Trump is Hitler, Biden's Castro. You know, you got to almost laugh at this um, because that's what we're going to hear over and over and over again. So Joe Biden uh, is on another money grab on our dime. He goes to Illinois um, and he gives a speech about good paying union jobs. OK, but the real reason he's there is he does a campaign reception in Chicago. He'll rake in a lot of money for the reelection campaign, of which I don't think he's going to be a part. Now, interestingly enough, uh, the Working Families Party is now starting to actively support Joe Biden, do you know what the Working Families Party is? Do you know what it is? It's a socialist party. And they call themselves working class, but family, but no, it's not. So just keep an eye on that. We are.
1: Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere.
0: All right, a House Oversight Committee, that's Comer. Uh, I believe it's Comer. Is that Comer or Jordan? I can't tell anymore. No, it's uh, Comer. That's right the first time. Subpoenas Hunter Biden, James Biden, and another business associate of Hunter. Okay, so they have to come in and talk about all the millions of dollars that went to the Biden family in front of the Congressional Committee. Here was the reaction from the White House. Go. This is an investigation uh, that has been going on for a year now
2: and has turned up zero evidence of wrongdoing by the president uh, because there is none. Uh, But Republicans continue to double down on a baseless, a baseless, a smear campaign against the president and his family.
0: Okay, we don't know when uh, the Bidens are supposed to show up or how that's going to come down, whether it's going to be a private transcribed interview or public in front of TV cameras. But I I can't imagine Hunter and Jim Biden not taking the fifth, as I said yesterday. I can't imagine them answering any questions, and then they want volunteer um, interviews from uh, Sarah Biden, James Biden's wife, uh, Halle Biden, uh, Elizabeth Secundi, uh, you know all the family members. Uh, okay, look, all I can tell you is that. The two house committees want to impeach Joe Biden. They know they're not going to get conviction, but want to do to Biden what was done to Trump. That's the end game here. Okay, new poll, tip poll. I don't trust this poll, but, you know, 1400 Americans and they asked about Israel, Hamas. First question. Generally speaking, in the Israel-Hamas conflict, do you side more with Israel or Hamas? Um, Overall, not sure. 31 Hamas 11, Israel 58. All right, that's a pretty good plurality there. Democrats, not sure, 26. Hamas 20, 20% of Democrats side with the terrorists. Wow. Israel 54. Republicans, not sure, 22. Hamas 7, Israel 71. Independents, not sure, 44. Hamas 6, Israel 50. So you got 20% of Democrats siding with terrorists, people who murder uh, women and children. That's not good. And uh, Democrat Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz a little teed off about it. Roll it.
1: I would hope that all members would support a resolution that condemns terrorism, um, the brutal attacks that were, were perpetrated mm-hmm. against uh, the Israeli people um, that were killed. We have 218 hostages. They took 222. Um, I, I, someone who votes against this, I would think, doesn't have a soul.
0: Well, 20% of your party doesn't have a soul then. Right, Debbie? With all due respect. So anti-Semitism is obviously a big story in this country. And, um, you know, nobody knows what's in people's hearts. But certainly if you support Hamas, you're anti-Semitic. Okay. I mean, there's no wiggle room out of that. So there are six million Jews in America, seven million in Israel. All right. Six million in America. Yet uh, American Jews have a disproportionate amount of wealth and power. Why? Because they are well educated. Generally speaking, they work very, very hard. Okay, And they are organized. That's why they're succeeding in our capitalist society. Not only that, but they control a large part of the entertainment and news industry. All right. In Hollywood, there are, I mean, I got the list here of powerful people and it, it is uh, formidable. It always has been, always has been. Louis B. Mayer, all, all of these old movie moguls, they're all Jewish. But there is a problem now in that community because... There, are, there is a tendency for American Jews to vote liberal. I think that's an accurate statement. Okay. Most Jewish Americans are liberal, but now the liberals are against Israel, at least 20% of them. So there's a conflict. And I wondered why, how these uh, movie moguls in Hollywood are handling that. So who best to ask, and a guy who's been in uh, in Hollywood, uh, since Walt Disney, Ben Stein is uh, the author of a new book, which is a good book. I'm reading it now. The Peacemaker, Nixon, the Man, President and My Friend, just out. and You should check it out. Um, Mr. Stein, it was a speech writer for President Nixon, a Yale grad. I'm not going to hold that against him. And he joins us now from L.A. So in the showbiz community, You know, the criticisms of Israel have been pretty muted, I have to say, because they are progressive far left. There's a big cadre of them. How are you seeing it?
2: I see it the same way it always is, that the uh, Jews in Hollywood, in very large measure, have substituted the worship of the Lord God Almighty for the worship of Karl Marx. And this has been going on for a long time, although Hollywood is not all one stone one monolith one Let's say uh there's the uh, studio heads before the war before world war two they were all jewish and they were all quite conservative very very conservative uh, and then the writers and actors uh, they were very left-wing not all but very many of them and those people have become ever more powerful and uh, prevalent in terms of their political views uh, the uh, people who are uh, running the studios Nowadays, they're not the same kind of people who are running the studios in the days of Louis B. being mayor in any way before the war, but certainly before the Vietnam War. And uh, just by dint of uh, burrowing, burrowing, burrowing from the inside out, uh, the powerful leftists in Hollywood have taken over Hollywood. And uh, it's very much a shame. It's a, it's a tragedy, in fact. Uh, and uh, it's a disgrace uh, to the Jewish people because... Uh, Hollywood was one of the few clearly, clearly on Jew- on Israel's side entities in America. And, uh, well, now, now we have the, the do uh, you say, uh, very devout Christians. They're even better. Uh, but uh, Hollywood has changed. They're, Jew- they're still Jewish. Yeah, I don't see but any— But they're not uh, uh, right-wing.
0: Right. I, I don't see any um outright support of Israel. And maybe I missed it. But look, you got Jeffrey Katzenberg, one of those powerful executives in Hollywood. He's heading up Biden's re-election campaign and money raiser. Uh, you got Ari Emanuel. You got Steven Spielberg. I mean, you got powerful, very, very wealthy people funding, funding, funding progressive causes all day long. But on the Israel thing, they're muted. I, I haven't seen any demonstrations in Hollywood pro-Israel. Have you? Have you seen any of that?
2: Well, I have, I belong to a group called the Republican Jewish Coalition, and uh, but we are nowhere near, not even remotely, at the level of power, wealth, and influence of the people whose names you just mentioned, uh, and I don't see it either. And, I, and it, uh, it's a very very heartrending, or as my wife would say, heartrending uh, situation. And uh, I I don't understand it. I mean, I don't understand it. if I, if Hollywood cannot be for the Israel State, the State of the Jewish people. I don't know who can. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean I, I'm, I'm, I'm
0: waiting. I'm waiting for some, you know, organized thing out of Hollywood supporting Israel. I have not seen it, but the one thing that I have seen is that Hollywood now supports the cancel culture big time, because I big know time. Big, l- big, big, right. big, big. I know a way. lot of people, not as many as you, but I know a lot of people in the showbiz industry, and a lot of them are moderate conservative, and they say if I say one word that's not left wing, I don't work and that's, well, that's I, I've, the support
2: um, I've, I've seen that in my own life and uh i've seen it happen to me uh very cruelly i think uh because uh, i uh, helped uh, produce write and star in so to speak a documentary which said that god created the earth and people and creatures on it and not evolution and for that i was really very much barred from hollywood for a very long time and still basically still am and uh That's a a horrifying situation. People don't know this, but I I want to share with you because you're my pal. Before the actual breakout of war between the U.S. and Nazi Germany, Hollywood sent representatives to Hitler's Germany and invited representatives from Hitler's Germany to come to Hollywood to screen Hollywood movies and make sure they were not saying anti-German, anti-Nazi things because they did not want to offend the uh german and german-speaking uh audience in europe and this is as i say something not everyone knows but it was a disgrace and it happened and uh i think it's in a way still happening and uh, very 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 bad news disgraceful and um, i don't know what else i could say about it except it's bad news and it's disgraceful it's really a bad thing Thank God for the evangelical Christians. Thank yeah, God it, for them. And
0: sure. and And not only that, but the Roman Catholics and they're all staunchly against the terrorists and pro-Israel in this regard. Now, um I'm learning a lot from your book, which is my litmus test to read any book. And okay, one of the Richard. things that I learned that I had no idea was that Richard Nixon was a hero in the Yom Kippur War of 1973. Now, for people who don't remember that, Egypt and Syria attacked Israel. And Israel was ill-prepared for the attack, almost exactly the same that happened in October with Hamas. And Israel was fighting for its life in 1973. And Nixon okayed a technology, a new technology, and sent it to Golda Meir and the Israeli government that made it more difficult for the Syrians and the Egyptians to launch their rockets. And it, it was a new technology, and Nixon's advisors did not want to send that over. But Nixon right. overrode it, everybody and did it. An amazing yes, fact.
2: Even, even Mr. Kissinger, obviously Jew. People often think I'm Kissinger, even though I'm much younger than Kissinger. Um, Kissinger said, no, 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 you'll get us in terrible trouble with the Arabs. Nixon said, I don't care. This is right. It's just right that that the Russians uh, cannot be allowed to dominate the Middle East by sending these super good jamming devices that jam the electronics in the Israeli Air Force. And Nixon said, I want to hear the sound of the jet engines taking off from Andrews Air Force Base with the devices that will help the Israeli Air Force, that saved Israel. That saved Israel. Were you
0: surprised because you were you were there, and were you surprised was, that Nixon overrode all his advisors? I, I was very surprised.
2: Not at all, because bear in mind, I don't know how well you remember this. My father was chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors of right. the President under President Nixon and Ford and and he was pleading, pleading, pleading along with several other high ranking Jewish people at the White House for Nixon to help Israel. But I think Nixon would have done it anyway. Nixon's mother had said to him when Nixon was a young man, you will someday be given the chance to help the Jewish people, the children of God, you will be given that chance. It will be a gigantic historical chance. Go ahead and do it and you will be in the history books forever as the person who saved the children of God.
0: But you know what? Everybody's forgotten it, which is why they should read the book, The Peacemaker, Nixon, the man president, and my friend, Ben Stein. Hey Ben, always good to see you, man. You know? Good to see
2: you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless every word you said. Right. Thank you, sir. All
0: right, Minnesota, uh, they try to get Trump off the ballot. As I told you, that's unconstitutional, and that's what the Minnesota Supreme Court ruled, so Trump will be on a ballot in Minnesota, and every other state in the union. So, you know, look, these people are going to try. You know, it's funny to hear Hillary Clinton go, oh, I want to shut down our government. And then you got Minnesota, Colorado, and other states trying to get Trump off the ballot illegally. It's, what about that? You think the uh, ladies on The View could have put that question together? Sure. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, You are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry. B warranty for twenty percent off plans. Visit ahs.com/bill for more details. See ahs.com/contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty which may be provided by the home builder
1: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Warner Brothers, CNN. Okay. Discovery. Ad, uh, ad. Their, um, revenue, uh, has sunk big time. Ad revenue down 19%. And, uh, the stock price is down. Everything's down. So I think, you know, CNN is in play. I do. They just hired a new CEO, some British guy. But I think, you know, somebody steps up, they can buy that network. I'm not going to do it. I'm happy with where I am. This day in history, November 9th, 1620. This is a great story. The Mayflower, right? Okay. 66 days on the North Atlantic. Finally shows up in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Only... They weren't supposed to be there. The Puritans were supposed to be in Virginia. That's where the Mayflower was supposed to go. So the Mayflower takes off from Plymouth, England, 100 people on board, Okay, sails across, harrowing journey. I mean, that is a big part of killing the witches. We put you right on the Mayflower where you don't want to be, okay? It is, you know, everybody goes, oh, Thanksgiving, pilgrims, the stuffing. No, it was incredibly painful and everywhere else. So that's a big part of killing witches. Anyway, they show up 403 years ago today to Cape Cod. Now, if you've ever been to Cape Cod, it's out in the Atlantic Ocean, way out. And it can't stay there because it's too windy and cold. So they take the Mayflower a couple of days after that, and they go in all right, to uh, the bay, and then they go to Plymouth. Now, there is no Plymouth Rock. That's a tourist thing. Then they go to Plymouth, so hundred of them, about, approximately. Some of them die, but half die after they get off the boat, half of them, because it's brutal. It's cold, there's nothing to eat, there's hostile Native Americans, Native Americans saved them, Squanto and the crew. And we go all through this in Killing the Witches. But the interesting part of this story is this. They show up here, and this is really the foundation of our country. There were plantations in Jamestown and Virginia, but they didn't have an organized government. All right, In Massachusetts, they did. But it was a theocracy. It was dominated by religion. And it got so far out of control that Salem happened. But when you read the accounts of of the people that actually came over here, how hard it was for them to survive. I mean, my God. And and see, this is not taught in any school. So this Thanksgiving, you know, if you get Killing the Witches and read it, and you'll have a lot of conversation across the table. And there's a lot of myths involved in our little Thanksgiving uh, profile. And uh, you should know the truth. So that happened. Uh, the Mayflower landed 403 years ago today. Back with mail. And a final thought about booze, alcohol. It's glamorous again now in America. You know, George Clooney, Casamigos, again, he's drinking all of that. That's my final thought. Back in a moment. Okay, let's get to the mail. We go to Valerie. I was very disappointed that more Republicans didn't win in this week's election. I think it's a sign that the American people do not associate economic pain with the Democratic Party, maybe not even with Joe Biden. Valerie, it wasn't about economics. This was about one or two um, issues that had nothing to do with the big picture. And the Democrats are simply more motivated on abortion than the Republicans were. That's what it was. Cliff Bailas, Paradise, uh, California. I think we both know, Bill, that the real problem is the Republican Party is a bunch of lazy, self-centered individuals. There's a long list of these people. Look, I'm not going to condemn the Republican Party. I will tell you there's no leadership. I mean, when you don't have a leader, Barack Obama is a leader of the Democratic Party. Still, to this day. Trump's not a Republican, as I've said many, many times. Kevin McDaniel, Las Vegas. Bill, I heard your comments recommending the emphasis of adoption. Kudos. Um, Thank you for illuminating the higher road. I could never figure out why the Republican Party, local, state, and federal, doesn't put forth legislation that the government would help the adoption agencies. If it's all about saving lives, which for me it is, okay, that gives a very vivid choice. You can destroy the unborn, abortion, or you can save them, adoption. Why don't they do that? Drives me nuts. Dr. Richard uh, Mancuso, Riverview, Florida, Bill, it's I disagree with you, but the Republicans shot themselves in the foot with the Supreme Court ruling against Roe. To make matters worse, some red states are restricting abortion to an unreasonable degree. Well, number one, Republicans didn't have anything to do with Roe v. Wade. That was a Supreme Court thing, and politics did not enter into it, doctor. so we do have a disagreement there. Uh, I don't know about shooting anybody in the foot, but um, there is an element when you get into rape and incest, that's unreasonable. I will agree with you there. Mike uh, Cretaro, Canastoa, New York. This country is not strong enough to do what is hard, like JFK said at Rice University in 1962. Only pain and suffering will wake people up. Bill, you might be packing your bags for Ireland. Not yet. This country, look, my own experience is I live on Long Island, which has is gone red from blue. If we can map it can happen here, the center of the media in the world, and all the corruption that comes along with the media, it can happen here, happen everywhere. Maybe not California. Lloyd, it was better that Corinne Jean-Pierre gave the answer she gave instead of the one Wisconsin native suggested we're talking about. To leave, I guess, because it showed her heartlessness. Um, Pierre tried to appease both the donors to her party and her left wing flank. You know how I feel about the uh, spokesperson for the president. David, concierge member, David gets direct access to me. So please consider concierge membership. Great Christmas present for yourself. Or you give a little gift card, BillOReilly.com. Concierge membership, believe me, whoever you give that to will thank you for the entire year. So David says Newsom's popularity is tanking here in California because of economics and especially non-prosecution of crime. Okay, you're probably right. And taxes, too. You guys can't even walk out of the house without getting taxed out there. Jay Yao, Pleasant Hill, Louisiana. What was your take on the late Paul Harvey? Did he mentor you? No, but I, was, I had a good relationship with him. Um, he uh, did a couple of items on the killing books, and uh, we talked on the phone a few times. I think he admired uh, what I brought to television, and I certainly admired what he brought to radio
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful. A lot of anxiety. And it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day. And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast, Politics by Faith.
0: Okay, BillOReilly.com, Hanukkah Christmas Store. We got gift cards, as we just showed you. Uh, But the big thing this season is the bundle of all 13 killing books. All right. And then if you buy this bundle and you have 13 separate gifts there you get the free live show that I did uh, for WABC at Huntington, Long Island, uh, two weeks ago. And we're not giving that out. That's not going to be seen. You get it free. Please check that out. Word of the day, do not be a poltroon, P-O-L-T-R-O-O-N. All right. So you like to booze it up? You like the little drink at night? All right. Stick around for the final thought. Here is a final thought of the day. According to the Economic Cooperation and Development Organization, OK, binge drinking is rising all over the world. Okay, That's where you want to get drunk as fast as you can. And then you want to do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. OK, here are the biggest binge Drinking countries in the world. Number one, Denmark. Uh Uh-oh. To Romania. I never drink wine. Who said that? Dracula. Three Britain. Four Luxembourg. Five Germany. Six Belgium. Seven Australia. Eight Ireland. Nine Iceland. Ten USA. They're the biggest binge drinking countries in the world. Here are the least binge drinking countries. Turkey, we, I guess you can get your hand chopped off if you drink. Italy, Greece, Spain, uh, Slovak Republic, Bulgaria, right next to Romania. So they're boozing it in Romania, but not in Bulgaria. Hungary, Estonia, Latvia, Portugal. Portugal a lot of wine, all of that over there. So anyway, look, 26% of men globally, so they binge drink. 12% of women. I thought that's, that stat was interesting. Now, binge drinking, and I hate to be a holy roller here. That's not where I'm coming from at all. We're looking out for you. Smart life, right? Okay. Bad things happen when you lose control of yourself. Would we all agree? Can we all agree? I mean, most of the terrible things in my life happened when I made a mistake when I wasn't fully in control of what I was doing. I don't drink, I've never drank, ever, my whole entire life. Because when I was in high school, when drinking usually starts, I was playing four sports. So I was sweating all of the time, I was training all of the time, and I didn't have any inclination. I remember going once to a party, good friend of mine, parents went to Florida, foolishly left him in charge of the house at 18 years old. So he throws a party, and everybody gets drunk and throws up in the house and destroys the house, and the cops have to come. And I watched it. And I said, you know what? Not doing this. And then when I went to college, it's drinking like crazy. He was 18 then in New York, drinking age. Everybody was drinking all this. And they're falling down. They're cutting themselves. They were getting in accidents. What is this? You know, I could never see it. And then I added to that my grandfather on my mother's side, who died of cirrhosis of the liver because he was drinking all the time. And my cousin, who I really liked, he died at 37 from booze. And I, I I didn't see those men a lot, but I knew what was going on. My parents didn't drink much. I never saw my parents inebriated. I mean, that was a big thing. So if you are raised by parents who, you know, throwing them down, you're more likely to do that. Same thing with smoking pot. If you smoke pot in front of your kids, shame on you. Okay, because that kid's gonna see that. And so when I read this binge drinking thing, I'm not gonna generalize about behavior because it's not right to do that, but I will reinforce this. Nothing good Comes from being inebriated. That's why you feel so badly the next morning. Your body's going, What are you doing? All right. And your mind, if you're in, this is the pot thing, it drives me nuts. You're putting chemicals into your brain. What, what are you doing? You got to respect yourself, right? And, um, Again, I I don't want to get into holy roller territory here. I don't want to do that. Final thought here. So, I got a lot of friends. I'm very lucky in that area. And most, I had breakfast last weekend with guys in the neighborhood I've known for 60 years. And, And we're still hang, still friends. None of my friends are drinkers. They'll have a cocktail now and then a few of them once in a while will get a little this and that. But when they do, all the other guys around mock them. It's like reverse. OK, so if you get a little blasted, then in my crew, you're the object of derision. Go, hey, what are you doing now? You can't hold your well, that kind of stuff. And I, that's I think. It's me primarily because people know I don't drink and then that inhibits them from doing that around me. I I get it. But I have kind of passed that along to my urchins. And I said, look, I've saved, and this is absolutely true, about three million dollars in my life. By not drinking. Add it up. Cocktails now in any lounge or any bar running from 10 to 15 bucks. Ended up. I never had that. Tab. You know, I'm drinking, when I did drink soda, which I don't do anymore, I drink Sprite or something. Now I drink a little water with lime or lemon. You know, the bartenders hate me, they hate me. But I told, I said, look, I save so much money by not drinking and buying drugs. You can't even imagine. And I use that money to travel, to have a nice house, All right, to give away to charities that help kids and vets. You know, so there's so many reasons not to do it. I wanted to take your time, and I apologize if I'm rambling uh, on a final thought to weigh in on the booze thing. And now it's glamorous. Of course, George Clooney's got the little booze thing, and uh, what's his name? Um, Puff Daddy's got it, and the the guy on the beach. I I keep getting old. They're all, they're all boozing up. I know they're getting paid. I know the commercials. I, I got it. But it's glamorous, not a drink. But in reality, it's not. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. New column on Sunday, BillOReilly.com. want to reach me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name in town. We'll see you on Monday